Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host Nate and Andy. Michael was here earlier, but Sometimes. his his internet sucks, and so he he left the call. And then Andy showed up late. His internet usually doesn't suck, and he's having problems lagging tonight. So first off the bat, let us just apologize. Uh, there is a few times in the show that you know uh, don't go great, but. Um, you can pick everything up, just a little bit of issues with uh, technology tonight, but hey, that's kinda, all right. I just kind of jump in randomly here and there. Yeah, and that's how Andy treats me and Micah <laughs> at all times. Just whenever I feel like you know being around, I'll be around. All right, I feel like you know, doing it. <laughs> so uh, we got an awesome show tonight, man, don't we? It is great. I I really enjoy this type of stuff and talking these things with, with knowledgeable people. And yeah. I think uh, Corey Groff is just that. Corey Groff is our guest. Um, you know, we know a lot of folks in this space. Uh, we've we've got to meet a lot of awesome people uh, in this outdoor world, and Corey Groff is one of the most genuine guys that we have met in this uh, in this world. Not just the coyote world, but in the outdoor you know world. And uh, he's also really good at what he does, which is kill stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, tonight our show is a, a little bit different. We've done a few shows similar to this, but tonight, Corey talks about his top three rifle calibers and inside those calibers, his favorite rounds. Weight, what he uses, that sort of stuff. And uh, it's a good show um, for people who have never met Corey or know Corey before. I guarantee you there's going to be at least one of those calibers that are surprising uh, to them. And so mm-hmm. it's a good, uh, good talk. And, um, you know, Corey does a good job of breaking down what he thinks about each one. Uh, I'm not going to spoil any of them, but you just, you'll have to listen, but, uh, some awesome, some awesome talk in there. And, um, without further ado, let's get into our sponsors and then let's get into the show with Corey. Cause it's a good one. Uh, first sponsor we'll talk about is Weber Outfitters, weberoutfitters.com. Um, you know, great friends of the show. And, um, you know, we talk about a, coyote tournament that Corey helps run down in uh, Licking, which is the uh, Clifton Memorial Tournament, and Weber Outfitters is also hosting a coyote tournament for a good cause uh, this year as well. It's the 2024 Nemo Predator Tournament, um, which is on January 12th, which is a Friday, so that's the the meetup, and then the the actual tournament's the 13th. Um, it's, It's they're partnered up with Movets Outdoors to help raise some money. So check them out. Uh, they, they still have their uh, their their big sales going. On. Yeah, it's all the way through December. All the way through December, uh, they got a big sale Whatever. going on. I don't have the, I don't have the email up in they front got of me some right now. You got some what right now? Check it out though, definitely. <laughs> I love that you're lagging. This is hilarious to me. This is big this sales is going right in the show. Um, no, but. Also, four hundred. I know it's four hundred dollars off the Elite Era, so um, that's a big savings right there. Which is what I shoot. I shoot an Elite Era, and it's a it's an awesome bow. So yeah, check out Weber Outfitters, uh, Athlon Optics, ridiculously good optics. I actually said it right. Um, you said it great. Now, yeah. Last week's show, we talk about it with uh, Jesse and Harley, um, and funny that you know the Midas Tack and the the Aries. We're in his top two as well because you and I both are partial to the Midas Tack and the. Well, do you have an Aries? 
I don't have an Aries. I have the Midas Tack and the Helos. That's right. BTR. Yeah, that Midas Tack though is is pretty sweet. Um, you know, send us a message and let us know what you like shooting if you're shooting an Athlon. What's your favorite scope? Um, because I'm partial to a few, but you know, there's been some that like that Midas Tack surprised the hell out of me. I didn't think I'd like it. I didn't. I but then I got one, and I'm like, damn, this thing is nice. So. Uh, and it's you know. Our, our interest in scopes hit us up. We between the three of us, we have a lot of different options. We've tried some different things. Just really, they've tried different things. We can get you in touch with those guys. If they can get you guys set up. Yep, definitely. Uh, on X Maps, we use the hell out of those those maps right now, especially with cow hunting. Use our code MWW twenty for twenty percent off. Uh, Black Ovis, use our code MWW10 for 10% off. And don't forget to check out their sister company, Camo Fire. Get on that, download that Camo Fire app and get on there. Uh, Huntworth Gear, use our code MWW15 for 15% off. I don't know if they've got any sales going on right now. so They might... have the Holiday 25, I believe. So once again, better than 15, use it. Use it. Let them know you heard from us or heard about them from us but use that 25 percent discount because we don't we want you to save as much as you can um and you know get into you some hunt worth check gear. out their heat boost line you have to especially with kyle hunting uh that heat boost line the bibs i was never a bib wearer until we started working with huntworth and now i wear bibs those mid those mid-range bibs that i just got not i don't know if i'll put pants back on no shit I love those mid-range bibs. Only bibs I got right now are the heat boost, but I maybe I should try out those mid-ranges. They're great. Mid-season, maybe. I don't know what they're actually. Mid-season? Yeah. Mid-season. I am so terrible about names of products. I apologize. So uh, I know they have a specific name. Sorry, Recording in progress. Yeah, I, I but, get it. Uh, um, Alps Outdoors, use our code 2023WOODSWATER for 30% off. Um be using the hell out of their tri-lake stool this coyote season once i found that thing there's nothing else i use when i'm when i'm coyote hunting i rarely sit on the ground uh, andy sits on the ground a lot more than uh, i do uh, he's also taller than me so he sometimes does get down but honestly you use that tri-lake stool just as much and um he's a tri-lake stool and i like the uh oh, that's so terrible to me but like I think the their coyote packs called like the Enfort pack, maybe the Predator pack it has the 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 kickstand legs. Yep. You can sit on the ground. It has three or something leaning against. You can use that. That's a great option uh, for the the predator hunters wanting to to stay low, uh, sit on the ground, stay hidden. Yep. So check them out. AlpsOutdoors.com. Zamberland boots. Check them out at ZamberlandUSA.com. Reveal cameras by Tacticam. Uh, there is a couch tournament coming up, uh, two weekends, I think for you guys, I don't get to do the explicit tournament that we were talking about last week. Mm. Um, and we, there's a farm that me and Micah hunt that those coyotes must've just, I don't know, heard that there's a tournament and they just want to sit there in front of our cameras every day. So, uh, uh, haunting you They're They're asking for is what they are. Uh, so, and those are all in those reveals, man. And they're, they're, they're cool to check out. A few of those pictures have been during the day and they're, you know, showing how pretty they are sometimes too. So, um, check out those reveal cameras, man. 
their HD photos and the videos. I love them. I mean, you get those watching, you know, coyotes or deer or whatever walking across there. Yep. And uh, high def is pretty awesome. Yep, it sure is. And then lastly, but not leastly, Habitat Works. Dustin Williams, give our buddy a call at 816-752-7390. And uh, right now he's giving free consultations for anybody that gives him a call or shoots him an email at habitatworksllc at gmail.com. And he specializes in all of it, timber stand improvement, forestry mulching, fire, mapping, and planning. And like I said, you call him now. burn your shit. What? He'll burn your shit. Uh, (laughs) And you call him now, actually. He did a video today of burning shit. Um, If you call him, like I said, he'll give you a free consultation, which is huge. I mean huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Big value. give, uh, Give Dustin a call. That is our sponsors for today's show. Um, let's get into it with our buddy Corey Groff about his three favorite rifle calibers. Hey, before before we get too crazy, yep, I think we definitely get into it. But I think we did Corey a disservice. We did not tell people where to find him. My phone just died, but uh, his Instagram, <laughs> yeah, his underscore Corey Groff. Uh, check him out there. Check him out on Facebook, uh, Corey Groff. Yep, and that's G R O. Great content. Good information. Yep. Yep. So yeah, check them out. Good. Good point, Andy. We did not do that. So, um, yeah. Now let's get into our show with Corey, and uh, we got through our internet problems, and uh, we made the night happen. Bang bang. There was one point in time we thought about just quitting, <laughs> uh, and Corey would have been nice enough to reschedule, but we made it happen. So uh, appreciate everybody sticking with us. Um, enjoy the show. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, take two, and this time we're without Micah. Poor guy had to jump off of our our podcast because his internet just doesn't treat him right sometimes, and tonight was one of those nights. So uh, with with me now is Corey Groff, friend of the show and um, expert killer of predators. Corey, what's up, buddy? Doing very well. I'm doing good. I uh, good. I did my best not to give you the nickname I already gave you earlier when we were not recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we probably better keep that for ourselves. <laughs> yep, yep. That, it, it it's true, but yeah, it's just got to keep it PG. But um, so uh, t- we're recording this show with you on the twenty first of December, and it's um, what like sixty. It was 60 degrees today down there where you're at. Yeah, it was like 62, I believe today. And I mean, it was, it's crazy weather. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, it being the, you know, first day of winter, maybe we'll get some winter here before too long, but Hey, the predators are coming. So that's, well, that's good. I was just getting ready to say you killed today, a gorgeous freaking Fox. Um, maybe you don't think so, but. Yeah. To me, the picture I saw on the old Facebooks, uh, that thing is gorgeous. No, he was he was very pretty, very very pretty fox. He was a little bit small as far as fox goes, but uh, yeah, as far as pretty, yeah, he was he was definitely a pretty fox. Now, as far as I know, we don't have gray foxes up here in this part of Missouri. 
Is a gray fox typically bigger or smaller than a red fox? Do you know? They're, they're, they're typically a lot smaller. That's what I thought. They're usually about half the size. Yeah. 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 The way you were holding them at first, I was like, oh, that's a nice-looking coyote. And then I was like, wait a minute, that, that's a longer tail. It's pretty bushy. <laughs> you know, because we don't have those up here. So it just <laughs> it kind of threw me off at first. And, yeah, that that's a, a beautiful uh, representation of a, a gray fox, if I've ever seen one, which I haven't. But um, you can tell I mean, you, they're one of my – they're one of I don't know if you've ever seen any of people calling in fox before, but they usually they'll posture up and they'll throw their tail over their back. And so, I mean, they, they're pretty neat watching coming to the call. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I've only called in two foxes that I know of that I know of on, um, stands actually so far. Um, which we, we do have them. I take that back three. I, I got one last year too, but, um, we have them up here. They just don't seem to be super, super thick, which I think that's the case with foxes a lot of the times. I mean, I think they're around more than you actually think they are. <laughs> uh, but you know, not like a coyote or something like that, but. Right. Uh, the numbers of foxes are really way down and they are in this area too. I, Typically, I don't try to kill any fox. Uh, the landowner I was hunting on this evening, he just he's he's turkeys back, so he he said take care of everything. So that's what I've been doing. But uh, yeah, red fox, gray fox, we're very down here, but we do have pretty diverse, you know, uh, species of predators around here: bobcats, coyotes, red fox, gray fox. So yep. Speaking of bobcats as we all know we had you on our show last year did we specifically talk about bobcats last year with you i think that's what the show was mostly i, about, so. I believe i, I thought so. remember I, yeah. I, I've, I've slept since then so I, I have a hard time remembering but uh last year you killed was the best year you've ever had with bobcats correct as far as number you've killed it was the best yeah it was the best year i killed I killed 13. I had, uh, I think 15 calls and killed 13. So, so what, how many, you, how many you at this year so far? Well, I'm not doing as well. <laughs> well, you killed, you killed them all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I kill them all, but, uh, I've had a little problem with me, uh, missing. So I don't, I don't know, but, but I don't miss a whole lot, but, I ended up missing the first two called bobcats that I called and then, uh, finally got one on the ground there a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I don't know. Just, uh, I guess it finally got to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I'm, I won't say shit about shooting. I can tell you that much. Cause as soon as you talk it, you start missing. That's for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, and that's, uh, uh, oh, I know. And it, you know, it happens to all of us and, and sometimes it just, it gets, you know, it messes your mess a bit when you, when you miss something and the next time you go out and just so happen to be one, I, the next called in predator that I called in was another bobcat and it was really weighing on my mind and yep. just happened again. So that can happen. That can happen. Okay. So. Yep. 
Um, the topic of today's show, uh, we actually thought of this after our last show, which was our coyote season quote unquote kickoff, um, show last week, we, we were talking about like different bullet weights and speeds and what each of us kind of liked and didn't like. We didn't get into a lot of detail about it, but you know, we, we talked about it and, um, we thought, you know, it'd be cool to talk to someone like you who, you know, has a background with rifles. Uh, you know, you do a lot with a rifle, sh- a custom rifle shop down there in, in the southern part of the state. And um, you've been around a bunch of different rifles that a lot of people haven't even seen before, too. Uh, I, I can almost guarantee you one of the answers you're going to have in your top three um, will be a, a rifle round that a lot of people don't might not even know about, to be honest with you, let alone shoot, right? So... We're going to do Corey's top three rifle calibers. We'll talk about, you know, what he likes about that caliber, um, you know, that sort of stuff. And then inside of those calibers, we're going to talk about his favorite rounds. Um, You know, his favorite, whether it's a brand that he likes to use, if he's not reloading, if he is reloading, you know, what type of reloads he likes to do. And then, you know, the grains and, and why he likes that one compared to maybe a different one inside that round. And uh, talk of the devil, Andy is here. So we're going to let Andy on. And he's going to hop on in the middle of this recording. Um, so it's, uh, it's fun. So we'll work backwards. We'll start at your number three, and then we'll go to your number okay. one. But first, we're going to say hi okay. to Andy. Hey, buddy. Can you hear us? Hey, Andy. Uh, he can't hear he us yet. Give you the finger. <laughs> can't hear us yet. I'm just, I'm just glad he's got a shirt on. That's, that's just what I'm happy about. But okay, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll move in, and once Andy gets connected to the audio, then we'll let him jump in. But all right, so were there any rounds? So I only, I only gave you three rounds, right? Yep. Is there yep. any round that you left off your list that you wish I gave you one or two more options? Caliber, excuse me. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there's because there's so many good calibers out now today. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I would have probably put maybe a top five in there <laughs> just because of the, the two that's on my mind. So, um yeah i don't i don't know i i i beat this around for the last week since we've talked about it yep three i know i know the three i'm gonna pick yeah but uh those other two were just kind of hanging around there a little bit so yeah i thought about giving you five but since we're talking about um you know rounds inside of that caliber too i kind of was like well i don't want to make him talk to us for three hours even though i know he would but I could see that getting pretty long-winded. <laughs> hey, just in case you're worried, Andy, you're on mute. That might be part of your problem. I don't know. But we're going to continue on until you got it. Uh, okay, so, Corey, your number three caliber. What is it? Uh, it's going to have to be the 243. Oh, you just made Andy happy as hell. 243 would <laughs> – Yeah, that would – You know, it's – it's it's a tried and true cartridge. It's been around, you know, for 
a very, very long time. I think it was introduced, what, in the 50s, something like that. Uh, you know, it's very versatile. You can you can shoot deer with it. You can shoot coyotes with it. Uh, very speedy round, very accurate round. Uh, you know, ammo availability. Uh, you know, there's all different ki- types of manufacturers, different types of projectiles. I mean, so it's a very diverse round. So, I mean, it has to be in my top three for sure. Yeah. You, uh, Andy gave a fist pump when you said that because that's probably one of his, uh, well, actually it might be, might be his favorite round. I know he shoots that a lot. So, um, and I, I, I was kind of thinking that might be in yours, um, which makes me think that some other ones that I like aren't going to be in it because they're very closely related to a 243. Uh, so if the 243 made it, I doubt they did. So, you know, the tried and true one can be uh, much more, you know, just like dependable, I guess you'd say, than some of the newer ones that we've got. Right. right. Um, like I'm a I'm a fan of the 6ARC, which is a newer cartridge um, or newer round in the last, what, two years, three years? Um, Correct. Yep. And, you know, a six six arc or a six millimeter round is very similar to that 243 that you're shooting. I, I, so, um, and they have a lot of similarities, right? Like the size of bullet that I'm shooting or the size of the round that I'm shooting is something you can get in a 243. So what, uh, what rounds inside of the 243 do you like specifically for, um, for coyotes? One loader. Um, but there's lots of good, uh, factory type ammo for predator hunting when it comes to the 243. Um, I've played around with a, you know, a couple different loads, um, uh, always, Rain, projectile. Um, I've shot a lot of 87 grain projectiles through it, but it seems like I always come back down to that 75 projectile. Would you, uh, did you say 75? V Max. 75. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty big fan of the 75 grain V Max. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh. If Andy, yeah. if Andy could still, if Andy could talk yet, he'd probably have something to say about that. We need to do the Taylor Swift sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we just recently went to where like the guys can stay at home and you know hop on the calls. And I think one thing we need to do is just get them straight up mics instead of our whole setups, just because it's just a pain in the ass for them. And like Andy right now is is. He's got angry face on. We already had to kick Mike off the the show because his internet's so garbage. So um, I'm, I'm here and I have it figured out now. Andy's oh, here. There you are. <laughs> My bad. Proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Proud of you. I was getting angry and I found a cord that was not uh, plugged in. It was in, in all the way plugged in. So my bad. Uh, hey, at least at least you weren't like Corey, Mike. Corey, I apologize being late. I was in some kids to bed. And give him baths real quick. My wife was still at work and working on shuffling stuff around. So, oh, that's I apologize. Oh, you're fine. Hey, I'm a family man too. We got to do what we got to do, right? That ain't Absolutely. no joke. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't want to miss this one though. Hey, we had to kick Micah totally off because his, his connection was so bad that 
we couldn't even hear what he was saying, so we just he just said, you know what, maybe another night. I mean, that's just for the best anyway, honestly. Let's let's be honest. He said right? he said yeah. it over to your house. <laughs> Nate's house is closer, so I'm safe. <laughs> so, Andy, I, you were probably busy getting mad, but Corey said number three round is his two forty three, three caliber, and his, his favorite round inside of that caliber is a 75 grain uh, VMAX type bullet. So, um, as a guy who is a I got a 243 sitting over against the wall. <laughs> what are your thoughts on on the uh, the size of round in the 243? You're talking about so pick was the 75 grain VMAX? Yeah, like would you were you in that same yes. boat? Yes. What are you? Yeah. That's yeah, that's exactly what I'm running right now. Um I've tried several, the 58 grain. I just didn't get the consistency I really liked from that lighter one. But uh, I still I mean, when I did hit a coyote, it did great damage. Um, that 75 grain for me is just that sweet spot, it seems like, of uh, uh, good groupings, still great speed out of that uh, the SS or super performance. Um, I have no complaints on it, honestly. Um, shoots great out of, I have a 1 and 9 twist barrel and a 1 and 10 twist twist barrel and both of them seem to group those real well um my close second is the 70 green sierra prairie enemy the round is those those rounds seem most identical for both my guns very nice yeah now Corey, and your parent go ahead man go ahead go ahead oh that's all right uh, you know, you're you're pairing up uh, perfect, you know, projectiles, there, you know, and, and everything. So the 58s probably didn't work because you needed needed something with a little bit more or less that I guess mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, you, you paired up perfectly there. And to be fair, I don't think I ever shot the 58s out of that 1 and 10. I think I shot them out of that 1 and 9 twist. So I, I could probably give those another uh, another look as well still. But yeah. that 75 has given me no reason to leave. Now, part of <laughs> the reason the 243 makes a lot of people's list is obviously it's, it's availability. It's been out for a long time. And you can use it as a dual-purpose gun if you're a coyote hunter yes. and a whitetail hunter. So if you were going to use that gun – for your whitetail and your coyote gun, you know, there's some folks out there that, you know, they can only afford the one gun. That's what they're going to be using for everything. Um, what kind of modifications would you make? Would you buy a specific coyote round, have it running during the season, like that 75 grainer, and then would you change to something heavier for whitetail? Or would you modify um, what you're going to shoot based on, you know, the application? Uh, I'd probably run a deer type round. I'd probably would, would look for something in that 80, 80 grain family, maybe a 90 grain family, uh, in that 43, um, I'll shoot deer with V max. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I mean, everybody, everybody has their own, you know? Um, but, uh, that's what I would do is dual purpose, uh, 243 varmint season. I'd shoot 75s or whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, and then 
whitetail season. I may may look at doing something a little bit heavier, uh, something a little less explosive. Right. Yep. Me personally, that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah, Andy and I were talking about that with this deer season. I, I've got a six Creedmoor that I, I was just hunting with this year, and it was it was a, a, a VMAX. I guess it's not a – is it a VMAX round, the ELD match, Andy? Is it technically well, still a VMAX? Oh, it's a ELDM, right? ELD, yeah, the yeah, ELD match. But... Anyway, because they still have that ballistic tip, so I don't know what they're considered, honestly. But, um, yeah, we were talking about, you know, oh, you hit the deer's shoulder, you know, I, I'm a little worried about that, that type of deal. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, all right, Corey Groff's number three rifle caliber is the two forty three, which knocks out my six creed more i'm pretty sure but what about which is a very good round <laughs> yeah i I'm, I'm pretty sure it knocks out my six creed more and i'm pretty sure it knocks out my six arc i'm just guessing but i'm pretty sure those are not in your top three now as a result <laughs> Corey's laughing so i i'm right <laughs> um <laughs> okay so, uh, Corey, your number two rifle caliber. Hey, before you go to number two, sorry, I just thought of a question. What a, what what a your, tease. What, what a tease. <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> what is your ideal twist, like the slower twist rate, the one in 10, and or what is your ideal twist rate in that, that caliber? In the 243? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was going to shoot 75s, yeah, Anything from one and nine, one and ten would be Apple. I mean, that's that's perfect. That's a good point. I like it. What's just looking for some affirmation? Yeah, I f- I feel like <laughs> actually before we do go to your number two, I feel like I already know what you're going to say. But remember, not everybody's got Hunt's long range supply right there in their in their backyard. Okay, <laughs> which I know they'll they'll take they care of you. Pretty sure they'll ship, but. Do you have a favorite? And I, I, this is not something I told him to uh, prepare with, so remember that, folks. But do you have any favorite two forty three rifles that are either you know, um, obviously if you have one that's custom, uh, but what about like some some, I guess mass produced ones? Is there anything specifically that you've liked over the years that you've shot that people should check out? Uh, currently. I have a uh, Ruger Hawkeye that, that shoots phenomenal. I've shot whitetail deer with it. I've shot bobcats with it, coyotes. Um, it's the. Um, I also have a couple of uh, Remington Seven Hundreds that I kind of retired. I don't really shoot them anymore. Um, very good guns. They're just a little. We're packing in predator hunting, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean those those two those two manufacturers are you know they're, they're pillars in the in the community of of outdoor sports, and uh, they've done a great job for years building those rifles, and and I couldn't be happier with with either one of them. But uh, you know Ruger and those are some really good good rifles uh there's all kinds of them out there but me personally that's those are the guns that i like and they're old school and i think they're pretty cool yep yep yeah um 
There's a there's a savage. What is the name of that gun? It's our the one our buddy has, Andy. Um, it's the it's got the um the the green stock. Man, it is uh, savage. Well, I could sit here all huh. The Savage One Ten. I think it might One Ten Predator. Maybe I think maybe is the name of it. Mm-hmm. They make one. It's a um, newer one. Yeah. It's green. Yeah. Yeah, it's on a. I guess you'd almost call it a chassis. Um, that I've I've thought about checking out, but um, I bought other rifles in in front of it. So, but yeah, that that was a good good question, Andy, which led to us asking about the actual rifles. So, and then obviously you know there's all kinds of custom routes you could go. Okay, now. Corey Groff's number two rifle caliber. Going to be my twenty-two Parvo. Um, it's number two. I didn't think that was number two. Number two, and the reason is, is because, I mean, we're still kind of working on this round. It's, it's, uh, I mean, we've built probably somewhere around thirty or forty twenty-two Parvos now. Uh, Ryan. Ryan makes ammo weekly for that round for his customers. He makes custom dies for it. Um, and it's, it's a great round, but it's only a year old to me. Uh, it's pr- actually, it's probably, uh, probably getting close to two years now. Um, so I've probably got out probably about five rounds through that actual gun and it's performed great. It's it's performed great, but you know I've I've got my number one's been around and and I've used it a long time and and uh, so I had to I had to really throw that around the last week or so you know which which what am I going to choose here because they're both very good rounds we're but, testing uh, some loyalty right there yeah we are <laughs> Ryan Ryan might get a little mad at me there but uh, that's all right you know it's all in all in good fun. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That, what makes and so uh, Andy and I, Andy, you might know more about the twenty-two Parvo than I, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know shit about that round. So, what what about the twenty-two Parvo is different than like a, a obviously a normal twenty-two, a twenty-two Creedmoor, um, twenty-two not what's the other one? Twenty-two Nosler. Which which arc. one's our buddy shooting, Andy? Nosler the, Arc. The twenty-two Arc, and then a new. That's a brand new round. What makes That's the Parvo? I don't think anybody has one of those though. No. What's what makes the Parvo different than than some of those other ones that are currently out in the market that are twenty two calibered? So if I had to compare the the Parvo to anything uh, that's been out there for any length of time, it would probably be uh, about identical or close to twenty two two fifty actually improved. Okay. is is what it would really compare down to so and i would also compare a 22 creedmoor to that too mm-hmm. uh the, the creedmoor has a little bit more case capacity than than the parvo so what the what the parvo was built off of it was built off a 6.5 by 47 l case so ryan took that had this idea that he wanted to build this hot rod round, had the reamer built, changed the shoulder on it just a little bit. And, you know, the, the, the 22 Parva was born. 
uh, it actually, there was actually something similar done before that was similar to the, what we call now the 22 Parvo. They called it a 22 Hellcat. But the difference between the, the, the Hellcat and the Parvo is, is it's just a little bit of difference in shoulder angle. Uh, and then we decided once we got to doing development and stuff, we decided that we wanted to use a small rifle primer in it. So we kept pressure down a little bit with the small rifle primer uh, because that seemed to be a really bad problem with the 22 Creed more at one time. And it just really depended on what brass you were using. Um, but it was just those little telltale things that we knew about the 22 Creed more that we wanted to kind of change a little bit with the 22 Parvo. Um, but it's a, it's a great little round. It's, it's a hot rod. I mean, it's, they can't give us some, uh, some specs on it. Like how, how many uh, feet per second are you guys looking at right now with what your ball? So I'm running is? a, yeah, I can, I can do that for you guys. So I'm running a 69 grain, uh, projectile. It's a TMK. Damn. Sierra TMK. Um, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> So the, the whole gun's completely custom. I'm running a, a Bighorn Origin action from Zermatt. Uh, it's got a Graybow uh, Trekker stock. Um, it's got a, I'm trying to think what triggers in it. Uh, it's a Trigger Tech Diamond, I believe, is what's in it. But anyway, 16-inch carbon barrel. Um, I'm running a one and seven twist on that 16 inch carbon barrel and when we first started developing this round we kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it because this was a prototype so we thought let's just let's just see what we can do with it you know and and so we got all the way up to 3600 feet a second just a little over 3600 feet a second with that 69 grain projectile and we had no pressure signs and uh so we decided at that point we're just going to wait for hot weather to come around we'll build some more ammo see if temps don't change and create more pressure inside that case and that summer i think if you guys might remember i don't do a whole lot of summer hunting uh, uh but last summer i i beat up the coyotes pretty bad with that little round and I think I killed somewhere around 20 or 30 coyotes through the summer. And we had no pressure signs. Everything was great. Um, velocities stayed in that 3,600 feet a second range once we got break-in done with it. And uh, it's still it's still getting it. So we actually had it on the new Garmin the other day. You got a bunch of new Garmin uh, radars in or i don't know actually what garmin actually calls them but uh i've seen that on pretty, your facebook yeah yep yeah pretty neat little units we actually put it on that the other day and it's still it's still running up there right about 3600 feet a second so pretty neat little right round i'll be honest Absolutely. with you when you said 69 grains i i was like is he he's talking about a 22 that 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 surprised me for sure and it's it's running that fast still I was expecting you to be a lot slower at, at, you know, damn near 70 grains at that point. I don't know what Andy thinks there, but, um, and like I said, 
I I know nothing about that par row. I know that Corey shoots it. That's about all I know. <laughs> you know, um, and things die, and things die it. a lot when he shoots it. <laughs> so, uh, and obviously, you know, rifle wise, it's it's a custom rifle. I was curious on that rifle though. Um, how how much does that weigh? Have you weighed it? Do you know how much it weighs? Yeah, with with my with my uh, suppressor on it, I think we're just a little shy of eight pounds. Okay. And my suppressor weighs, I think my suppressor is like, like 11 and a half ounces or something like that. So it's about a seven pound, so seven pound rifle, give or take. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, I don't know. I've, I've been one of those guys that, you know, like our buddy, I think uh, there's a buddy we've got that writes the 22 Creed more. And I could be saying this wrong, Andy. So, um, another buddy has a, 22 something else and uh andy used to shoot a 204 a lot and i've always been one of those guys i'm just like i'm not going to get the 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 smaller caliber um which is funny because one of my favorite calibers starts with a two but we'll we'll pause on that one um so yeah it's just (laughs) but i i always expected the smaller calibers to have lighter weight too just it was just going to be if you're going to shoot a 22 parvo it's going to be a 40 grain bullet, you know, it just is what it is. And that's what you're going to be shooting or whatever, 32 grains. So, um, that surprised the shit out of me that it's 69 and now people could be yelling at their, at their speaker right now being like, you idiot. There's all kinds of heavy bullets for 22 Creed more or 22 this or that. But I did not realize that was the case. (laughs) So, um, that is the most surprising part to me. Yeah, it's, uh, those, the modern style cartridges like the the 22 Creed more now this 22 Parvo, um, everybody wants to seem to to run a heavier grain projectile. Even the even the 224 Valkyrie, I mean that thing was developed around a 90 grain bullet, and so even like Hornady just come out with the with the new 22. That's been been pretty popular uh you know in my new feeds here the last couple weeks since hornady's kind of introduced that and uh the 60 i I don't know what'd you say andy sorry i think ruger's releasing their ranch rifle i think ruger's releasing their ranch rifle in the 22 arc if i'm not mistaken oh really it's coming out Mm -hmm. (laughs) well and i kind of guessed that ruger and ruger and hornady seem like they're about on the same page with everything so i kind of figured that but that new projectile they got you know it's in the it's what's it called the v match or something like that 62 or 64 grain projectile you know it's it just seems like what guys are wanting nowadays you know with modern cartridges they're wanting something a little bit heavier um but what we weren't getting with that little bit heavier out of the the ELDMs and the ELDM or the ELDXs uh, wasn't really getting a whole lot of consistency with kills. Uh, uh, a lot of guys were having problems with the ELDM. Uh, they may shoot ten coyotes and not have a problem with any kind of uh, bullet splash, and then the next one might might be overspun and and you might have a splash which actually happened about a week ago on a coyote with my 22 Creedmoor. 
predators with that gun. And, and I think really what it was is the coyote was running towards the call at probably less than 60 yards. And I had to, I had to make a shot. And I don't know if it was just so, cause it was so close. I probably ended up shooting that coyote at probably 35 yards square in the chest. And, mm. uh, it was, it was not pretty. I'll just have to put it that way. I, <laughs> I got it all on video. I got it all on video, but it's not a video anybody would want to see. It's it's pretty horrible, actually. Yep. But uh, <clears throat> but he's dead. So there's that. Uh, yeah, I had to shoot it another time or two. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah. You don't love seeing that. That's where you're you're like, ah, oh, damn. What what happened? I mean, I've had that happen. I think we've all had that happen. Um, for yes. sure. But my my six arc, I shot a coyote, dropped it. Well, thought I did at like 80 yards, somewhere in there. And now this is when we were uh, thermal hunting and walk up to it and freaking thing's still alive. And so I had to put another round in it. And, you know, even though they're a predator and we don't like them and this and that, your goal is not to, you know, make them their last few minutes of life unbearable, you know, so it's never fun that way. But oh, no. That's, that's unfortunately, no, that's hunting. Yeah, I, I, ideally, I want a swift, clean kill. I respect a coyote, you know, as as much as anything else out there. And and I, you know, I I know a lot of guys probably won't agree with me, uh, but that's okay. That's, that's what makes us all do. Yeah, I'm not one to uh, watch anything suffer, so I want a good, nice, clean kill. Well, and and Andy, hundred percent. Andy shares the same sentiment. I mean, we at just like you just said, Corey, we respect the hell out of coyotes. I mean, if if you think about a coyote, Absolutely. it's the most successful predator almost in the world. Um, it can live. In, oh yeah. It can live in any environment. It can do anything. I mean, it, it can it can survive and advance. It can survive and thrive almost anywhere. I mean, you know, people talk about yep. a wolf being an apex predator. We damn near extinct those fuckers off the face of this you know continent. And we can't touch a coyote. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just keep going, keep going. And um, so I have nothing but respect for that animal. And, and we like to hunt them. And, you know, you have to kind of almost like something like that to want to hunt it. Um, so, it's yeah, it's just like any other. I mean, you know, deer hunters don't want to have the deer suffer. And, and we don't want to have that happen. But uh, no matter how good your round is, how good the caliber you're using, every once in a while you might have, you know, Shit hit the fan, as they say, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We can't all be perfect, and and our equipment can't always be perfect, and and that's just how life is. Nothing's perfect in life, but uh, I'm glad you guys agree with me on on nice, good, swift, clean kills. So, yep. Uh, Wish I could do it sometime. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> conservation, right? I mean, that's. Yeah, a hundred percent. Number one. Number one. Well, well hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hold actually on. hold on. Before you you're say, try to guess it. Yes, but you can't. You can't tell us. <laughs> so before you say your number one, Andy and I have to guess what your number one too is hard at this point. Huh? Unless I'm just off. So I don't think it's too hard unless I'm just completely. Okay, so I'm going to let you guess first then. Oh. But 
So, Andy, what do you think? And Corey, don't make any faces. All right. What I'm is not, your? I'm not say no. <laughs> what is Corey's number one caliber? Twenty-two two fifty. Okay, so that was also my guess. So it has to be twenty-two two fifty. That's that's what I'm thinking, but Corey's already surprised me once tonight with twenty-two Parvo coming in at number two. So Corey Groff, your number one caliber. It's a twenty-two two fifty. We know him too well. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys know me. <laughs> well, that and I think it's just the ultimate. I mean, sounds like predator gun because that's a common common theme. It seems like I bought a uh, I bought a brand new twenty two two fifty back in I think it was about two thousand and one or two. Uh, I completely wore that twenty two two fifty out on predators only. I, I never really took that gun to the range, not unless, you know, it wasn't shooting correctly or whatever. So I, it's my absolute most favorite round ever. I mean, and there won't ever be another, I don't care what comes out. 22 arc, uh, 22 Paul, 22, 223, 22, uh, two, uh, Valkyrie. That, that, there's just nothing better than 2250. It's just it'll it'll never be knocked off the top as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it it's a it's it definitely is. it's a badass round. I mean, it's uh you know, I think you know, people can knock holes in a lot of rounds, you know, like someone can you know, find reasons to talk, let's say talk shit on certain rounds like the 6 Creedmoors just uh, you know, uh just this type of gun and the six arc is a fad uh, gun and the 243 is just another six millimeter and you know this is you know 223 isn't enough and you know whatever but you rarely hear anybody say one bad word about a 22250 right it's just it's always it's always in people's top five most people's top three Nobody really talks about it as being a badass thing. All that, like, it's just it's it's always there though, right? It's it's like you know, I don't know Patrick Mahomes. He's like always there to win the game, and the twenty two two fifty is the same way. It's just like always there. Um, what about what about that caliber? Do you like so much? I mean, do you like that it pack? You can pack weight with speed. Like, what about it has just you know kind of sold you on it? Um. I've shot all different kinds of projectiles through a 250. I've, you know, I played with that round lot um, from 40 grain projectiles all up to 60 grain projectiles, and uh, it really does speed kill. But if you can pack that perfect weight into that speed, I mean, you just got the perfect perfect caliber and and i always settled on a flat base 55 grain bullet that was that was my when it came to a 22-250 and the reason i chose the flat base is there was more more meat on the back end of that that projectile versus like a uh you know a boat tail and it seemed like once i moved to bullet um, and I don't really know how 
a lot of guys, if you're buying factory ammo, I don't even, I don't really know how you're going to find out what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of base that bullet's got. But for me, I was, that's what I was looking for. It was more meat on the back end and it had more killing power. I had less coyotes run from that. Uh, and I didn't have a whole lot of splash with that, but most of my, uh, 2250s that I ever had were a one in 12 twist. So it, it was 55 grain. It's what I, 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 I really enjoyed. I actually moved away from a V max and once nozzlers started making the, uh, they were the orange tip ballistic tips. Those, those rounds were, they were pinnacle in my, in my opinion that they were far superior than, than the V max, uh, just seemed like I had less runners, less splash, and there was just a little bit more meat on that back end of that bullet. So, 5250, guys, that's my favorite one. Well, I'll have to check out that that nozzler you're talking about because I, I currently have 55. It's oh. Yeah. Andy's lagging for some reason. You, he's usually got really good internet, too. What were you saying, man? Man, he's just now hearing me. What were you saying? I don't even know. I, that's a rock solid pick. I think that's a rock solid pick. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm lagging worse tonight too. Yeah, that's it's just one of those nights, man. But um, yeah, it's like that nozzler. I was just saying because um, I run a 55 grain Vmax in my 22 250, and while I mm -hmm. don't dislike it, um, it hasn't really done a lot of eating yet. If you know what I mean, it's a new rifle for me, so it hasn't done a lot of you know, eating. So, um, as I run out of those, I might look at those nozzlers. Um, you know, once those kind of, uh, they were easy to find. I, I found, uh, Hey, I'll give everybody my, um, experience with my 22, 250 so that they don't make the same damn mistake I did. Um, because the box say nothing, but my 22, 250 is, is an AR 10 specialized dynamics, uh, 22, 250. Okay. So it's a gas gun, as we all know what an AR is. And uh, when I initially bought that gun, I wanted to run 50 grainers through it. And Hornaday makes a round called the Super Performance and a, a VMAX. And those are not made for a gas gun, just so everybody knows. I had to learn the hard way. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I, um, I, w I keep having feeding issues and could not figure out what was going on. Um, you know, I'd turn the gas down. It, it it wouldn't matter. It just kept not feeding. And so I ended up getting a hold of the guy at Specialized Dynamics, and I'm like, I can't figure out what's going on with my gun, you know. And um, he had he finally asked me, what are you shooting? And I told him, he goes, move to 55 grain. I guarantee you. So apparently those super performance have more, um, more powder, right, Andy? I'm pretty sure. I think that's the whole deal with them. And... Well, they're super performance, yeah, they're moving faster. Yeah, and um, it just it apparently puts too much pressure on the gun or, or whatever in that chamber and um, causes issues. And um, as soon as I went to those 55s, fed perfect. I mean, no issues anymore. So, um, But if you, if you look at the box on a 50-grain 50, 50 super performance, there's nothing about it not being really made for a gas gun. <laughs> 
So um, just just be a man and shoot a bolt gun. I could do that too, but <laughs> that gun cost me a lot of money. So uh, I'm not saying I won't have a 22-250 made by Hunt's Long Range at some point, but right now uh, it's just going to be this. So um, anyways, that's a good number one. Once you got to where you got, that's what I was guessing was the 22250. And that's a badass gun, I'm telling you now. Um, and if there's any anybody out there that's looking to buy a rifle who is just maybe getting into coyote hunting and you're you're going to be a coyote hunter specifically, you know, you don't have to worry about deer because that's that's the always the the you know, the curveball. If you need a gun to do more than one thing, now the 22250 maybe isn't the best idea. That's when you start looking at the 243s, you know, the 6 Creed Moors, the 6 <clears throat> the 65 Creed Moors, uh which I know a lot of people make fun of for whatever reason, but that's when you start looking at some of those rounds where you can kind of be in the middle where you can shoot deer and coyotes with them. But if you're just looking to coyote hunt, 100%, 22250 is what I'd buy right off the bat. You bet you yeah, I would highly recommend. Corey is sorry. Is that the same order and the same guns for cats as it is for coyotes for you? Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't really try to save fur anymore. It's really not worth anything. Um, the only dilemma I find is I'm still looking for that cat that I really want to mount. So hopefully, hopefully I can make a good shoulder shot and not blow it all to heck. And you'd be amazed at what a taxidermist can fix nowadays anyways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. That's uh, true. Okay, so. You guys know. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Nope. I was going to ask, do you guys know Ryan Burkholder? Why is that name so familiar to me? Sounds very he familiar, did. but I, I can't say I do. I didn't know. I, I know it's a lot of tournaments and stuff. Uh, he lives, I think he lives more around uh like kirksville area somewhere okay. in, okay. in that area but uh hunts built him a uh 22250 here a while back and man that's that's one of the baddest looking guns i've ever seen don't, to, don't to tag for you guys don't say that to me <laughs> don't say that to me that's gonna make me want to do it send even it. quicker send it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh don't do that don't do that um okay but i do want to ask one question so, you you probably had a gun at the, at the number three spot that you 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 had to be debating between a two forty three and something else. What landed just outside your top three? What well, what would you have went with you at were number just four? Begging for him to say six Creedmoor. I'm kind of, <laughs> but I don't want I don't want to sway him. So I want to know what he really truly thought would have been his oh, number no. four. My number four probably would have been probably a, a twenty-two Creed. Oh, you it's probably going to be. You my definitely would have stayed in that. Yeah, you like that caliber, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah well, you know, now you're I, dead to me. I, Other than that, we're good. <laughs> oh, hey, there's still one more spot to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more honorable mentions. Damn it! Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, twenty two. He's Creed. a little sensitive, Corey. He's a little sensitive. I am. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a little guy who's sensitive about things. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know anything about twenty two Creedmoor either, other than isn't that what Calder shoots, Andy? <laughs> Which one does he shoot? 
Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's pretty darn fast. Yeah. If if I'm, like, I could be wrong, but 22 Creedmoor is fairly quick. Um, it's not a Sammy round yet, right? I mean, it, they don't have that mass produced. Means isn't it still hand loaded round? No, it's it made Sammy specs here. Oh, probably about six months ago. So Hornady, okay. Hornady is actually, you know, making making ammunition for it now. So nice. Yeah, I'd say awesome. by this time next by this time next year there'll be four or five different manufacturers. Yep. Then that might not be what our buddy is shooting. Then who knows? Who knows? He's already he's always doing something. Correct. He's always doing something. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, okay, so that is Corey's top three calibers and what he likes inside of those calibers. Um, you know, uh, no real surprises outside of, I guarantee you, a lot of the people, if they don't know Corey that are listening to this, when he said that, that his number two, they're like, what? What's that? And they really ought to check that out. I mean, it's obviously it's, uh, you know, around a where you can't buy a mass-produced uh, projectile, but um, – you should check out what Corey puts on the ground with it. You know, he put what thirteen cats on the ground last year, countless coyotes, yep. coyotes all over the place. And then uh, I was just talking, Andy. You weren't on the sh- the call yet, but this gorgeous gray fox that he killed today, um, and just keeps hammering them, and it's all with that parvo. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely, and and. and- a lot of states, I, I've been doing some research here recently, but a lot of states won't let you have a 23 or bigger caliber. Uh, Colorado. So like the, the 22 Parvo, the 22-250, those fall underneath those. So you can talk, I mean, uh, well, South Dakota, right? Um, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a handful of them that, that you have to use a 23 or smaller. So I think it's important to know where you're going to be hunting uh also other than just the animal um what what the regulations are so yep. 22 250 22 parvo i mean if you're trying to hit all those boxes they check them yep yep we uh we went to colorado a few years ago for our elk hunt and we took our rifles with us to maybe do some coyote hunting while we were there and we all had to take uh 23 or smaller uh rifles and that knocked andy you didn't even end up taking a rifle right or which one of us didn't? I have my, I have my two twenty three. Okay, so then Micah didn't bring a rifle because you and I both had two twenty threes, and um, I don't know that he had any anything small enough at the time. Um, and there there are some states like that that you know you can't um, small game hunt with something any any bigger, which makes no freaking sense to me. But hey, I don't make the rules. Or limiting guys to a shotgun or you know, uh, uh, a rim fire at night, you know, it just doesn't, just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like not, you know, it goes back to, it goes back to, you know, respecting the animal, you know, us, you know, as conservationists, you know, as sportsmen, you know, we want a nice swift, clean kill, you know, you're just not, you're not doing yourself any favors, you know, hand, hand you know, handcuffing everybody to, you know, a rim fire. Right. And I don't really have anything against rim fire. If, if, you know, if that's all you got to go out and, and predator hunt, by all means, grab it and go out there. You know, I, I'd love to see more people, you know, take the initiative and, and get out and hunt, you know, and find out what, what this sport's all about because it is a growing sport, but, uh, you know, eventually I know once you get the itch, like we all 
have. You're going to be buying six arts and <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, until you, you know, really want to get up there and buy twenty two fifty or. Oh, sorry, I had to. Then you <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got one of both. <laughs> so that's my problem is I'm like, uh, I'll try one of you and I'll try one of you. I want a 243 next. Let's do this. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a drug addiction. I've never been addicted to drugs, but I have to assume buying rifles is a lot like it. You know, it's, it's just worse, honestly. And uh, I don't know how you get cured of it because I ain't selling them. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think it's been a year since I was on here last and I, you were, you were really, uh, I can't remember what you bought then. Maybe it was the six R. It was the six R. This is is all I'm going to be able to have, you know, and now you've got a spade composite gun and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And, and since then I've also got a six creed. So, (laughs) uh, I finally found a, um, Oh, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. Springfield Armory came out with a. Can't it was take called, him anywhere, man. No, they came out with a uh, a gun. It was the Waypoint Twenty Twenty, and you could get it in Six Creedmoor. Well, what I liked about it is it that Six Creedmoor came with a twenty inch barrel instead of a twenty two or twenty four. For hunting purposes, I like the idea of a little bit shorter barrel, and uh, couldn't find it anywhere since like for the last two years. And I finally found it. wasn't even planning on buying a gun. I was just, I was sitting in a hotel room in Southwest Kansas for work and I was on the internet screwing around with rifle stuff, looking at, you know, buying some, some rounds and, and I just typed in that, that, that gun and, uh, boom, there it popped up and I bought that thing in a matter of five minutes. (laughs) It was already purchased and I'm like, how am I going to explain this to my wife? Oh, well, it's better to ask for forgiveness, right? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. You just tell her it's it's for her. Yeah, it's 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 for content, honey. I had to. Andy made me it's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's an investment. That's my favorite one. New my, kids gun. Yeah, that's my favorite one. It's it's an investment, even though you're never going to sell the damn thing as long as you live or your kids. So, um, all right. Well, Corey, what's I mean, what's going on next with you? Are you uh, you're going to keep after the cats? I'm assuming until the end of the season. <laughs> yeah i'm obviously gonna keep doing that you know i've got the always do the connor clifton hunt january so preparing for that you know starting to get my sponsors and stuff like that together and and uh so they will have another good turnout you know the last couple of years we've had over over 100 teams so that's uh it's a lot of work but you know it's 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 one of those feel-good moments when you can drag in Mm-hmm. you know 100 100 plus teams and now Tell what a little bit about the bat hunt. yeah i was gonna say what dates and and where at uh so we actually moved the location last year from i live in houston missouri uh we actually moved the location last year to the town of licking missouri um yeah. just because we were running out of room and we needed a bigger facility so licking had had a place for for us to move up there but anyway the the tournament is a it's actually a day and a half tournament so you hunt uh january 20th and january 21st we usually have our check-in somewhere usually around three or four o'clock that afternoon uh, but it's a 
it's a memorial hunt. So what we do, uh, well, this is our sixth annual. We started this obviously six years ago, um, in memory of a young man that was, uh, killed in a bad car accident here close to home and a uh, very popular kid. But anyway, uh, we started the Connor Clifton scholarship fund. And what's different about the, uh, this scholarship is it gives to students who are wanting to go into trade schools. So I went and asked for, you know, the family for permission to, to start this hunt, try to raise money for that. And every year it just keeps growing and growing and growing. I think we're up to like given six to eight scholarships out every year, you know, just off the, uh, the entry fees for this, for this tournament. So that's it, amazing. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. It's been really great. So the format, I'll just explain the format a little bit. So 100% of, of the entry fee goes directly into the scholarship fund. So us as contestants, what we play for, of course, you know, I try to get as many sponsors as I can, uh, donations, whatever, um, and then it's mostly side pot money. So I really, I know it's hard to tell somebody, Hey, you need to get in the side pots. You know, that's, you know, that's where you're going to make some money if you kill a big dog or kill the small dog or a mangy dog. But, uh, all, all my people that come and hunt, uh, from all over the state, they, they know what the cause is for. So it's $140 to enter the contest the uh the actual entry fee is a hundred dollars so hundred dollars goes into the scholarship fund and then the rest goes for side pots and uh you know it's just a great time you know and and we give out a lot of stuff uh usually every year we're, we usually end up with uh five or six guns that nice. that we give away you know and and ryan Ryan out at Hunts Long Range, he actually builds two custom guns for this event. And it's not just solely on Ryan. Ryan wow, gets a hold awesome. of, of, you know, all these uh, manufacturers and, and custom, you know, builders out there that whether it's Graybo, uh, you know, giving, giving the stocks to Ryan or giving him a good discount or, you know, whatever actions we decide to use for, for those guns, you know, it's not just Ryan. There's collectively, there's, you know, a lot of manufacturers involved in, in the two custom guns that he gives away. So we give one out to a youth hunter and then we do a random draw. The random draw for both, both of the guns, but uh, we do random draw for a youth hunter. And then we do a random draw for the contest hunters. So, that's awesome. Two, uh, two thirty-five to four thousand dollar guns, you know, every year. So that's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, yeah. And for all for a good cause, and I mean a, a good time, and can't beat that, man. Camaraderie with like-minded people for a good reason. Yep, yep, yep. So it's it's been great. It's a lot of stress, but uh, man, I've got such a great group, you know, with sponsors and and hunters and everything so everybody you know we don't ever really have any i know i, I listened to your guys last podcast about 
you know, uh, Jesse and, and, uh, Harley up there doing, uh, you know, their tournament and mm-hmm. sounds to me like they have a really good group up there too. Uh, I actually hunt that tournament once, I think the second year they had it and it, and it was, it was a good, good put together. Yeah. Sounds like, Absolutely. sounds like Andy, we should make a trip down to licking, stay with Corey. And then he can put us, he can take us hunting with him during the tournament. You know, I, I think that sounds about perfect, to be honest with you. We even help out, you know. But I, right, yeah, I, I need on. that man to show me how to kill a cat the right way. And I, that's all I want to see is I want to see him on a, on a bobcat stand. Coyote's cool. I want him to show me how to kill a coyote too. But, man, I want to see that guy on a bobcat stand. Any dude that can kill 13 bobcats like that last year. Needs to show me something. That's all I'm saying. It's all it's all in, it's all in setup. <laughs> this is hilarious. Andy's up here anytime and uh, yeah, I, I we got what so you were saying. You're still lagging, but what he said was you can come up here anytime and do the same thing. I get it. Yep. Well, hey, Corey Groff. Um, we appreciate you coming on today, talking about a cool subject. Sorry we had internet connectivity issues, but that's what happens when all four people who attempted to do this show live in the sticks. Sometimes it don't work that great, but um, it was a good time, good talk, and um, it was good to see you, and um, we'll talk to you later, man. All right, man. We'll do it again. All right. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate you guys having me. Yep.